In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cat. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to Sexier Than a Squirrel, the podcast that teaches you how to overcome the distractions that the environment might throw at you. Now, we've heard this week that people have actually overcome some crazy, crazy, crazy distractions, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have had sexier than a squeaky ball, sexier than a Dartmoor pony. Sexier than a pig. than a pig. That, that's up there, right? Um, and so today's episode is its actually a, a message that we received direct from, um, from one of the Sexier Than a Squirrel listeners. And um, it's from Sarah, who's also a, she's a training academy student as well. And she wanted us to dive into how we deal with, you know, we've owned reactive dogs, we've owned naughty but nice dogs. And her question is, knowing that how you're feeling about a situation or potential reactivity can have an impact on your dog, I find often makes the handler even more on edge, therefore creating a cycle between handler's anxiety and the dog's reactivity. Thoughts on this and how to overcome it will be very much appreciated. And so for us, we want to help you today, um, I suppose, build your confidence as a handler, a handler of any dog and even more so a handler of a naughty but nice dog, because it can be a position that can um, wobble us, I suppose. And and both Tom and I know this because we've owned naughty but nice dogs. We've trained hundreds, uh, thousands of naughty but nice dogs. And actually, we now do it with a a huge self-confidence that I suppose wasn't there when we first started. Yeah, and there are definitely some some kind of like tricks and some some things that we see happening with a lot of people that, you know, we can tell you about so that actually it doesn't happen for you as well. Now, before we dive into today, we've got a couple of little reminders. Firstly, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That means that then you get the you get notified when you get updated. Um, second thing is to download the free resource that we put together for you, which you can do at absolutedogs.me forward slash start. Third it's a thing- huge resource. It's a huge resource. There's some cool things in there from being a concept trainer to how you can reshape the brain to the things that we might want to teach to how you might train for the situation and not actually in yeah. that situation. So it's it's one that we want you to get a hold of. We want you to get your hands on. We want your friends to get their hands on it. Yeah. Please, please, please get and download that, download that one. <laughs> 
so and excited. So the way that you do that is by going to absolutedogs.me forward slash start to get that one. Now, next thing that we want to urge you to do is make sure you review the podcast because just think about it this way. You know, once upon a time, you were in a situation where you, you maybe felt lonely. You maybe felt like there was no hope. You maybe felt like you might be forced to use intimidation, um, aversives, punishment on your dog to resolve your struggles. That felt like a lonely place. Let's not leave any more people in that lonely place. Leave a reviewer for the podcast and it's going to mean that more people listen to the podcast and bring themselves out of that lonely place. We want to grow the game changer way. We want to make sure that you're all sexier than the squirrel and so are all the people that you meet on your walk because at the end of the day that's going to make everybody's walk so much it's going to make it nicer, right? And then finally we've got to do a game changer win for this week. So um, we've got a, a game changer win from Kev and Kev says that this week he was sexier than recycling men that's right it was kev saying sexier than recycling men you betcha (laughs) i mean he was absolutely rocking it so that's a shout out to kev matthews he's a training academy member and he's super sexy and he says this is huge for us because at some point someone in orange overalls gave his dog a treat and she just goes super super wiggly and pulls towards them whenever she sees them so well done kev you are officially sexier than recycling men that is a win I take it take every win you can and we particularly like this one yeah. remember if you haven't already shared with us one of your um, wins what are you sexier than we want to hear it because we absolutely want to celebrate the winning with you so whether you're sexier than the recycling man whether you're sexier than like we said earlier the pig you know what tell us what you are sexier than how can everyone tell us Tom? every win deserves to be celebrated so the way that you can let us know about your sexy wins oh Stop, stop. The wrong wrong show. Sorry, guys. Um, So the way that you can... We need a name for them. Game changer wins. Let's just stick with that. Sexy win didn't work, did it? So um, the way that you can tell us about those is by heading on over to the Absolute Dogs Facebook page, leaving us a a comment there on one of the posts or posting on our wall, um, or heading over to Instagram and letting us know there. Um, Or you know what? If you you see us pop up somewhere on your... Within your social media channels, you know what? Leave us a comment. Let us know what you... You are indeed sexier than this week. You know what? What is a naughty but nice dog? Where do we even start? So I'm going to tell you a little story about one of my dogs here that I think some of you might be able to resonate with. So Poppy, um, bought from a, a very normal household, a breeder. Um, she'd been bred well. She'd had all the health tests. She was a well-bred bred dog, and yet she didn't like other dogs she didn't always like novelty she didn't always like um loud noises she was worried about um loud noises for sure um she could potentially um run away if she heard fireworks or um big bangs she was for sure a confident dog around people but dogs would frazzle her she might lunge she might bark she might potentially even chase them away and that made her look pretty aggressive yeah right absolutely and the thing is let us know if you've if you've had this experience or you own a dog like this just as they start to they they react to other dogs you start to feel yourself getting quite tense around other dogs even when your dog is not with you so here's an example i remember i mean poppy um poppy passed away last year so uh, at 17 years old so um she's no longer with us but i remember when i first um owned poppy that when i saw anything in the distance i would tense up i would 
pull my hand down that lead. I would make sure that she knew something was coming, not because I intended to, but it was almost like this um, natural response to yeah. whenever I saw something. So I would get anxious, I'd get worried, I'd start to pull her back. And even things like, I don't know, if I saw a dog in the distance, I'd say, Poppy. Mm. As I said, Poppy, she'd be looking for the dog. And at the point where I realized I was really not an easy owner for her was actually, and this is, I mean, we're talking 17 years ago here, 16 years ago. I remember being away and I heard fireworks and even with hearing the fireworks, it would set me into a worry. I'd be anxious. Yeah, I I remember growing up, um, my family had a dog who um, was actually really really worried about trailers you know like trailers that have been pulled by cars and they might rattle and shake and um, I remember you know for quite a long time afterwards if I was walking one of my other dogs and a trailer went past I would like have to catch myself no I'd notice that I was actually kind of tensing up and getting quite worried about I was having a negative emotional response to the trailers just as he was the poor little guy so I think that naughty but nice dogs for us actually when we consider um, all of the different range of behaviors that they might throw in there and for us it could be anything from anxiety worry um, scratching licking lips you know what there are so many of them but how we respond to them and how we see ourselves responding to them I think that was something I didn't realize initially. I didn't even catch myself uh, doing it. Yeah. So what we want to run through are some kind of strategies, concepts, games that we think really make a difference to you as a naughty but nice dog owner, but really as any dog owner. And I think the first thing that we should start with is something that we see time and time again, and that's whether it's people that have, you know, they maybe they're students of the training academy, which is like the Netflix of dog training. You get a new game every week, and there's a super cool community where you can share your wins and your struggles, whether it's within that context or whether it's uh, maybe people who are working through the pro dog trainer program because they want to become professional dog trainers in the future and along the way help their dog on a massive level as well. Whatever context it might be in or whether it's people that have actually emailed in and said, you know what, I bought your Naughty But Nice Revolution book and I played some of the games in the book and now my dog is actually showing a real, real response. Whatever journey we, we meet these people, people on and we meet these students on, often we have to acknowledge that our dogs are transforming through the games and yet our expectation on the dogs can often be lagging behind. So we can have a situation where actually our dogs are showing us that they're responding to the world better, but we're actually tensing up and getting worried more than they are. And I caught an owner doing this only um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, I said to the owner, no, you know what? Your dog's ready for this. And this owner was like, oh no, I'm not ready. I can't handle it. He's not ready. It's not possible. And I said, no, no, really, this is a great opportunity. You and your dog are ready. And actually the whole situation from six months a year ago she was playing catch-up and she wasn't yet ready to acknowledge the next level and yet the dog was so far beyond that like has come on so far so hugely um, noticed uh, in a training scenario yeah so we have this little like little joke but actually it really serves a purpose and that is like for example the people that email in and say the naughty but nice revolution book transformed my dog or whatever it might be We, we always go back and we say so here's what we want you to do now you are not done. What, we look at what their dog's name is. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, it's, what should we go for? Should we go for Jacob the dog? And we say, Novel. yeah, yeah. And we say, you know what? Jacob is now Jacob 2.0. And you need to start 
treating Jacob like Jacob 2.0 wants to be treated. Acknowledge that he's Jacob 2.0 because actually we're transforming. We're all transforming as are our dogs. So uh, there's a lovely quote. I actually can't remember completely the, the context of it, but it's it's that you let me reintroduce myself. Yeah. So it's the, I haven't met you in a year or I haven't seen you in six months. Let me reintroduce myself. So we are all changing. We're all growing. And let me just say very quickly um, to you guys, you are an amazing owner. Your dog is so lucky to have you. Yeah. To have an owner that's actively out there listening to a podcast, trying to better themselves, trying to improve themselves, trying to to grow and to learn and to know more and to become that zero to hero uh, game changer um, sort of solution for your own dog. Actually, uh, well done you. That's so huge. let us acknowledge you yeah. um, because we really appreciate and, and your dog for sure appreciates you. Your dog's very lucky to have you. Yeah. And, and what you've got to realize is through your game playing and transforming journey, your dog is going to have many transformations. You can not anticipate where you are going to be in two years time from now for example because we as humans we're always just thinking about the next problem is human nature we're always thinking about the problem that is right now and what we move towards in the game changer world is instead instead of focusing on struggles let's think about all the great strengths that we're going to develop to the point where we have um, an amazing amazing student called michelle she has a dog called jasper and jasper has been through so many transformations now that he, he was jasper 2.0 jasper 3.0 jasper 4.0 he's been through so many that now he's referred to as jasper x x because he is so different different to the dog that, that initially and came into the game world. Let me give you an example here. So Jasper would, when we asked him to play games, he would um, he would disengage, he would leave, and he didn't want any part of, of training initially. He would, whether that was to be off chasing critters, as Michelle would say, or whether that was um, for him to um, shake, he would often shake yeah. and tremble and um, ch- like shake himself and off stare. and stare at nothing and yeah. stare um, into the distance, longingly uh, looking completely disengaged from yeah. whatever we were doing and and i mean you have now a dog who is happy energetic bouncy wants to engage can go off lead Bomb likes proof. other dogs likes other people doesn't really I, I don't remember hearing him bark in the last six weeks no. eight weeks ten weeks i can't remember him doing that yeah. and yet this was a lunging barking reactive um dog who potentially was getting himself into trouble time and time again yeah. and would continue to do so right yeah and so what we want you to do is we want you to acknowledge where you are right now but also remember that you are in the now. So what your dog did six months ago before you maybe started employing some of the strategies that we talk about in the podcast or before you maybe got hold of a resource like a DVD or a book and employed some of those strategies, you're in a very different place right now. And so we want you to look at your dog right now and say, goodbye, whatever your name is. Hello, whatever your name is 2.0. So goodbye, Jacob. Hello, Jacob 2.0. And that is how we are going to move forward on this. Okay, so nextly, we want you to consider what opportunities you have right in front of you. And I'm gonna give you a little example here. We were here, um, we have a training center, and uh, we were here at training, and in, in person, live with a, with a student. And the student, um, there was a, one of our dogs, um, I can't remember if you're one of yours, Tom, or, or mine. Uh, we had them in a, in a, um, on, a, on a raised bed or in a crate, mm. wa- waiting their turn. So they're yeah. waiting their turn 
return ready to come out and do some filming with us and uh, the student that was in the training environment had a dog that was um, worried about dogs and potentially barky and potentially mm-hmm. lungy and potentially didn't like them mm-hmm. now instead of grasping that opportunity and seizing it with both arms yeah. what they said was we can't possibly train in the same scenario as another dog we need to get the hell out of here mm-hmm. and um, can that dog move and leave the environment and we're talking like an 80 meter indoor arena we're yeah. not talking like there a, was a, a small space distance, right? there was a big space and the student either wanted um, Tom's or my dog to be mm-hmm. out of the environment or they didn't want to be in yeah. the environment but they didn't want to work in the same environment and the interesting thing is 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 we obviously saw that very differently we saw that as an amazing opportunity to work on something that is clearly limiting their dog's quality of life right limiting the the, the freedom that they have with their dog what a cool opportunity that's been presented especially to them. when there were effectively um, a, a free stooge dog available yeah. because um, neither Tom's dogs nor my dogs would have worried in that no. situation and um, like I said I cannot remember um, exactly the context but I remember we had I think it was little ketone yeah. um, and who's very very um, settled spaniel so she's not really she doesn't bark she doesn't lunge she doesn't dislike people she doesn't dislike dogs she yeah. just likes everything but she disengages she well never, yeah she, she would, would never, never visit another dog or a person so she... it, was, it was the perfect dog for the situation and I saw it as such yeah. an amazing opportunity and yet that student actively requested that either Tom or myself didn't have that dog there which we were just like gobsmacked by yeah. knowing the opportunity and then we 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 kind of made that we we had that conversation about how what an amazing opportunity it is and and the student said something really really insightful and it it we we can kind of use this as an example and it might seem extreme but if we're honest we all do this from time to time she turned around to us and said but I'm not here to work on how my dog responds to other dogs. I'm, I'm, this session is about agility. I'm doing agility. You are doing life, right? And that's the key. When we look at potential struggles as opportunities, that's when we train for real life results. We can't go into, we can't go on a walk and say, I'm walking. We're not doing reacting right now. I'm doing walking and I am doing, I don't know, I'm doing walking and, um, and listening to my music on my iPod. No, we're doing real life training. Training happens all the time. It's 24 7. And when we start to see potential triggers to our dog or potential problems in the environment, potential distractions as opportunities to work on it as opportunities to to build something and grow something and develop a real strength all of a sudden what the environment throws at us are not bad things at all and then as an owner what we're saying to you is that you start to embrace it and you start to enjoy it and you actively start to become the owner your dog always wanted and needed now one more very very quick 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 example and this one just blows me away and this one was only a few weeks ago actually the other one was a a couple of years ago Uh, but this one was only a few weeks ago and I'm walking down to the training arena and I'm on my own I don't have any dogs with me and I'm popping into the arena I don't know what I was coming I think I was coming in here to set up podcast stations and things for for us and sexier than a squirrel so I was on my way in I had all my stuff and um as I walked by the barn there was a dog who was waiting for their one-to-one training session with one of the trainers and as I went past the dog the dog did that buff 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 and started to back off and it had that like hackily it was a fan of EastEnders and it saw an opportunity (laughs) and so it kind of um backed off the little hackles like kind of like were going all over his back mm. he's about six months old he's mm. a puppy so i know that um I, I know the dog and the handler um and i've seen them here a few times um, and they were waiting for their trainer and they were waiting to go into their training class mm. that started at let's say 10 and then stopped at let's say 12. 
And as I'm coming through, obviously knowing dogs, and whilst I'm not the trainer of this session, um, it was a, it was someone else's session. Mm-hmm. I said, just throw a handful of food at your dog. So just throw a handful of food at your dog, and and don't just don't just just ignore me and just throw a handful of food. She, she said, oh no no, I can't because we're not in training yet, and I haven't got a lot of food left. So I've got to wait until my training <laughs> class to use all of my food. Yeah. And until I go in the training class, I don't have enough. Like I, I'm saving it for ten o'clock. And that mentality just blew me away with, this is exactly what you're training. Like it's so not true. about when you walk into the training class. Yeah. It's not about when you leave the training class. Sorry, when, you, when you're in the training class, it's about real life yeah. 24-7. And, and this is what we always say to our pro dog trainer students that have been through our professional dog training program is, it, what we do in a class, sure, it's, it's important, but it really only represents like 0.5% of that dog's and life that week. The majority of it is the owner learning. Yeah. So it's actually the owner learning. If anything, we should be throwing potato chips at the owners yeah. or maybe something way healthier, yeah. but I can't think of that right now. But we should be throwing <laughs> cake at the owner for being in that class. But yeah. really the dog's only there as part of the, the, the owner's learning journey, yeah. I feel. Yeah. I feel there's so much for the owners to learn in that time. And yet I was shocked that this little dog outside the class who was doing the EastEnders buff buff and was backing off with the hackles up wasn't considered as a training opportunity for me it was like an in the moment really perfect um, opportunity to get that scatter food in and to put a load of food into that environment for a minute just to just to initially just to bring it down yeah now the, the kind of flip side of that is that sometimes the environment will throw things at a dog that right now actually they weren't quite ready for but it's happened and maybe they have done the like lunging screaming pool of mess on the end of the lead and they're just like totally salivating lights are on no one's home and we have a little motto that it interrupts uh, us in that moment and that it interrupts us catastrophizing an event that has already happened there is absolutely no purpose in in us making a bigger deal of something that has happened that we didn't anticipate and we've just got to move on from there's no need to guilt trip yourself there's no need to get angry with your dog or disappointed with what you could have should have might have maybe could have done there's actually no benefit in that that doesn't make anyone feel good most of all you yeah and and so sometimes we control absolutely every element of the environment and yet sometimes still something gets thrown at us. Life happens. And so we walk away from that. And the way that we interrupt our, our thinking and that, that a lot of our students do now as well in that moment is we say the words and that sometimes they're difficult to say because you don't believe them the first time you say them. You say the words, it's okay, it'll be good for them. And when you say it's okay, it'll be good for them, all of a sudden it triggers your brain into actually thinking, well, is there a way that this might have not been such a terrible experience after all? My dog's just reacted to something. What a great opportunity for me to develop the skill of going from high arousal fear to low arousal calmness using the strategies that I have learned through the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. And so when we see life as an opportunity rather than something that happens to us, it's something that happens for us, Mm. right? Then we actually change our whole philosophy around the opportunities that are being given. So I love the 
idea that it's happening for us. I yeah. love the idea that there's an opportunity that can be taken from potentially actually an event that you really disliked or didn't want to happen. And actually, this is a really great learning curve for you as a naughty but nice owner that we want to empower. Yeah, there is no, there are no catastrophes. There is only progress. And that if we look, if we truly believe that and we approach it that way, we can get great results. Now, the next thing that we think is really important before you even step foot outside of your house with your naughty but nice dog or to be honest your dog right is that we want to think about well if this happens then what do i do and we think about maybe five different scenarios that might happen for example maybe uh, my dog might bark at another dog or maybe a, a dog might run up to my dog that i wasn't expecting or maybe a person will appear in the distance or what maybe the gonna postman do? is gonna just literally tap on your shoulder and say oh i fancied giving you a post by hand for some people that sends them into complete meltdown yeah. right or maybe someone's gonna want to stop and have a conversation with you on Ask a walk. you for oh. directions. Ah! Oh my gosh. So what are you going to do in that scenario? And nearly always, you know, with, with every if, there is a then game, right? So if the postman stops to talk to me, go to, then I might play some magic hand and quickly say, I will catch, I will catch up with you tomorrow. Thank you for the post. And I will magic, magic hand out of there, right? And if maybe, I don't know, you see another dog running at you into the distance, it might be, I'm going to throw a scattered handful of food over there whilst putting my own dog in middle. Oh. I've had a hundred people say to me, but what if the dog's allergic to the food? In that situation, mm. I think I'm just going to get out of dodge. Yeah. Like get out of dodge is my main priority, right? Yeah, absolutely. And equally he could have been occupying himself eating, eating the half eaten hamburger that, that was has, left that has never seen an animal and is probably full of all kinds of allergens so i think that's the lesser of two evils <laughs> on that note not that i've ever Tom said that to a waste. dog owner before no, i haven't um, so um so really it's all about if you if you thought ahead of time you know if this happens what am i going to do then it's no longer a surprise it's no longer an emergency it's no longer a catastrophe you just do it and it feels like you have go-to strategies ready now i remember tom um matt and i were talking about this only a couple of weeks ago was something that um i think can really resonate here and it's that we don't need to treat everything with the same matter mm -hmm. of urgency and importance mm -hmm. and stress and struggle and degree of like f worry mm -hmm. actually if we've pre-prepared these and if we've pre-worked through these i now have way more enjoyable walks in the last 10 years my walks have been so much enjoy more enjoyable than they were 20 years ago and yep. that's because i have go-to strategies and if dogs run up to my dogs i kind of know how i'm going to play it out and for those of you that are interested the biggest one for me is I really relax mm. and if I relax myself up and if I'm pretty normal then my dogs are pretty normal even some of my naughtiest dogs yeah. so uh, Fiji Border Collie nine years old um, can be really naughty and yet she can have a Labrador run right up into her on a walk and she can kind of shrug it off and shake it off and carry on walking without yeah. even a, a, a grumble like she really doesn't take it um, she doesn't take any offense to that and yet I think when I first started dog training if I'd had a dog like her and I'd tensed up I think we could have ended up with some real trouble on the end of a lead yeah absolutely and so that leads nicely onto this whole idea that feels a bit foreign sometimes and that is that if you're not having the best day if you're not in the best headspace sure go for a walk 
but maybe don't take your dog. And pick your walks really, really wisely. So for me, um, topping up your own... Um, relationship bank I suppose with mm. yourself right looking after yourself and understanding where your bucket is understanding where your needs are and understanding how you're feeling that yeah. day actually let's not put the dog in the picture uh, and being the adult in that conversation because I think our dogs need us as their guardians and I know those people out there are like oh, but he won't get his three walks a day at nine o'clock twelve o'clock and five o'clock oh my god he's not going to survive mm. you know what you must make sure you download there's a game for that zero to hero uh, because that kind of goes through exactly yeah. our philosophy here and and it's way better to not put your dog in that situation than to continually expose them to a situation that might not be good for them absolutely so the way that you can get that downloadable resource is by going to absolutedogs.me forward slash start now lauren just mentioned the relationship bank account and this is kind of what we want to round off with here is that negative events negative experiences inevitably happen especially when we own reactive dogs sometimes they might you know the environment might throw something at them that they they're just not ready for right now and no amount of you controlling the controllable could have anticipated that how about rather than thinking oh gosh it's a catastrophe i've ruined everything how about thinking hold on a second this is a great opportunity i've just had a big relationship bank withdrawal with my dog this is a great opportunity to explore how i can put investments back into that bank account to top up that relationship bank account because the fact is your relationship with your dog is so intrinsically linked with your confidence and their confidence the more your relationship increases the more your confidence increases the more their confidence increases but as reactive dog owners what can sometimes happen is you you enter this vicious cycle whereby bad things happen on walks that damages your relationship in turn that damages confidence and in turn that makes bad things more likely to happen in the future so topping up that relationship bank account by i don't know playing some playing some games at three home. minute games that are all um, really about fun they'll change your day they'll change your energy life is so hectic it's so busy it's so crazy anything you can do to interrupt that sometimes adjust the hustle and bustle of daily life with yeah. playing a game with your dog it's the whole purpose we have our dogs in the first place is to make us happy to make them happy to give us a reason to live right like our dogs are a big part of what we do and so for any of you who haven't played three minute games play your three minute games because they turn really any day into a joy for me I mean they, they, they make it all I remember coming in the other the day and I'd had such a tough day and we'd had a lot of family stuff going on and and actually it had been a really difficult day I came in I played some retrieve games with my young dog um, he rocked it it was amazing it was so much fun it, it rounded my day off and allowed me to feel like I'd really achieved something on a day where actually I could easily have felt like I hadn't achieved a lot and so I think the three minute games can really take over um, on any level so I think they are just something that you guys should all be looking towards playing I know our game changers are academy students our pro dog trainers they play games every uh, every opportunity and so with that sarah that is some of the ways that we would think about the owner's end of the the lead in that situation and really we we talk about this in relation to reactive dogs because that's that was sarah's question but actually these are strategies and concepts for every dog and every dog owner that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast make sure to download your resource if you haven't already at absolutedogs.me forward slash start make sure to subscribe to the podcast make sure to leave a review and remember until next time stay, stay sexy, sexy.
Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.